0: Up-and-coming director Marty Scorsese has an issue with the Marvel movies. We ask famed voice actor Maurice LaMarche if he feels the same way on this week's Dude Soup. It's pretty good. I'm I'm into it. It's
1: good. Yeah. It's good. Sensational. Yeah, I feel like you tune in at 7 o'clock for the News. with that one. I better stick around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kick it off really, really quick. Um, Just a thank you to our sponsors this episode. Honey, uh, join honey.com slash dude, quip at getquip.com slash dude, and stamps.com at stamps.com. Thank you for sponsoring us. Today we have a real treat on the show. Happy Adam's going to be here. Adam's gonna do his Andre the Giant impression. <laughs> oh, that's Yay. the one
1: you wanted me to do. Okay. What'd you think? Four? Oh, oh, right. I, I, after a night of drinking, I can do an okay Thor voice, but <laughs> only because it blows all the phlegm out. Uh, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And I did it once for, I tweeted it in a video once, and
0: he's You do a great Thor. I was like, Don't make me do this.
1: <laughs> I thought you were making me do it in I front of you, and that was weird. Andre,
0: Andre the Giant. I'll do
2: Andre for you later. All right.
0: Okay. okay. Well, the real treat is that we have famous voice actor Maurice LaMarche.
2: That's an oxymoron, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it redundant? Famous
2: and. <laughs> Voice actor. Just don't go. Aww. Aww. And, and, and he can't have both. You're a voice actor or you're famous. But it's anyway. It's perfect. perfect. The, char- claim the and... characters are famous. There you go. I'm perfect. just grateful to be working. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is that Rip Taylor? <laughs> it was. No, that's
2: Charles Nelson Riley. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rip God Taylor. rest Rip topical. Taylor's soul. Yeah. I
1: what? What? never got the chance to work with him. Huh? With Rip? Never worked with
2: Rip. Oh. Rip,
3: mm-hmm. Rip Rip. That a explains lot the I lack of... Uh, confetti in your hair. It
2: certainly does, and <laughs> and the lack of uh, Rick Taylor impression. But mm-hmm. Charles Nelson Riley is the next best. He was the second call. Okay. Got Charles it. Nelson Riley was second call if you couldn't get Paul Lind in the nineteen sixties and seventies right. okay. in Hollywood. Yes, as the flamboyant. I as he said on the Johnny Carson <laughs> show. Johnny, I always seem to play the fop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode, Johnny. Now that I no, yeah. I wish I wish I. I was Do you guys think- remember
2: who Johnny Carson was? Yeah, oh yes, I've heard the name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because com- As
2: you can see, white beard, white hair, <laughs> mm-hmm. old guy. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Mar- I'm the old guy here. I'm making Short- reference to things. March Truth
0: is Johnny Carson, or is it
3: yeah, Dana yeah, get, yeah. Uh, no, I think right. it's Dana. Carvey does. Dana his, does a great. Does Carson. Johnny Carson yeah. getting pulled over. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. having a schnootful. Yeah. I, was,
2: I, was I was having a schnootful. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> At the Coba Cabana room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, we all, we all, when we first met you, were like, Beside ourselves, I think we're all still nervous to be talking to really? you. Really, yeah. I'm oh, nervous no. to
2: be talking to you yeah. guys because you're you're young and you you dialed into everything, and I'm kind of like I'm isolated in my house on the hill, and just I'm like old Bruce Wayne in Batman <laughs> Batman 1999 or whatever it was, Batman 2000, and you know I just I'm cut off from everything.
0: But. You've had some hand in in virtually everything we've ever loved. Past and present, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Disenchantment, Love, Death and Robots, Powerpuff Girls, Simpsons, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Batman, Zootopia, Looney Tunes, Like, why don't Riddick? I have Ultimate higher Spider-Man. self-esteem?
2: Then this is what I want. To know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all my circuits, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> all my hey, circuits.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still
2: one the of the greatest p- robot acting <laughs> unit of all time. You make
0: Adam giddy like a school I know because
1: it's like I. It's yeah. It's- I'm
2: holy act. King Talent,
1: <laughs> and I pass it on to you. <laughs> uh, this is like an early his, birthday and Christmas all reputation His, his reputation. Let's, is being order, the let's have the cake one. brought in. Now. Yeah, please <laughs> just put me out of my misery. Just like end it right there, where it's like I'm at peak happiness. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh,
0: Look at the size of that cake.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, it's, I, it's. It's. It's definitely. We were just talking about why do it have
2: to be cake? <laughs> cake. <laughs>
0: James <laughs> was, is just showing Maurice his her support impression. support
2: impression before we roll. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we it's all we all do dumb voice impersonations. So here. do I. We, we do. It for, you do it professionally. We do it to make each other laugh because mine are usually no, terrible. That's why
2: I do it too, and I've mm-hmm. just managed to trick people into <laughs> yeah. paying me
1: for it. Oh, yeah. I see. I still remember uh, what was the movie, um, the uh, Johnny Depp film, Ed Wood. Yes. Where I remember reading that bit of trivia that I was like, oh, you know, that was uh, voice actor Maurice LaMarche who's uh, dubbing over Vincent D'Onofrio. I was like, well, damn sure he does a good Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like.
2: Yeah, that was a weird one. That we did that one. uh, That that was like, I I remember we recorded it on my birthday, and I flew up to San Francisco, and I was like, my big concern was, my wife's got a birthday dinner put together for me. I want to be back home in time. Will you be fly me back to 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 L.A. and tie me? (laughs) I don't know why my Canadian accent came back on.
0: (laughs) And I just I seem like in your most desperate of moments, it yeah. leaks out. yeah, yeah.
2: um, no, I, th- that was a very cool day. And Tim directed the session and and I remember feeling just like horribly guilty that, you know, here I was. I mean, Vince D'Onofrio was a phenomenal actor. I'd seen his work before. And I was like, I was like, is he gonna like hate me for the rest of my life now? But I you know when Tim Burton calls on you to make to help him make his best picture ever. Yeah, don't say no. So I went up and dubbed the scene. and You were and, in Dark Shadows? <laughs> I thought we were
1: talking about Planet of the Apes. But <laughs> sorry, right. Okay. Sorry, go
2: on. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel Ed Wood, Ed Wood is his strongest film. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. Wow. But because uh, I'm in it. Um, <laughs> but, But that scene. I, I felt the presence was off on The Voice, Tim, if you're watching, um, not. but, but uh, that's just me being, I'm always critical of myself. I met, I met Vincent like just two years ago, finally, and he didn't punch me out and said, mm. you know, together we make a great Orson Welles, but I am working on The Voice and he wants to do another Orson Welles-based project. He's got his own Orson Welles film called Five Minutes, Mr. Wells mm. uh, that you can watch on YouTube that he oh. produced by himself, and he does an, an excellent job. It was phenomenal. His so, physicalization of the character. I, I wonder
3: was if he'd be so inclined to do that if you hadn't dubbed his voice. Like for him, it feels like he started a race and then he never reached the finish line. So now he has this thing in his head where he's constantly chasing Orson Welles. Someday I will be the full Welles.
2: <laughs> I will do it. No, no, no. He's uh, he's uh, he's a great guy too. No. Uh, he's a very intense fellow, but 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 uh, a terrific guy. I really enjoyed meeting him, and we we banter back and forth on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And twit back and forth on banter, which is another (laughs) website. Um,
0: Well, we want to know all about your banters and your Twitters. uh, But first, we thought it was really convenient and coincidental that you were coming on the show today after that Martin Scorsese. Am I saying it right? right. Because I say Scorsese, and you said Scorsese.
2: Scorsese is how we were always taught to to pronounce it when we were doing good feathers. (laughs) Um, what a statement! I said that with such seriousness, didn't I? <laughs> yes, did, you remember yeah. the iconic Good Feathers, don't from you?
0: Animaniacs
2: from Animaniacs, which it's so funny that Scorsese is is you know kind of got this take on the Marvel universe. And listen, it's fine if they're not your cup of tea. Not everybody every movie is everybody's cup of tea. But Scorsese was really into the Good Feathers. Was he? Spielberg and we'd hear these things secondhand through Gene McCurdy and Andrea Romano, um, but they were in close contact with Stephen. And, Stephen, I love that I get to call him that. Anyway, but they were in close contact with Stephen. We get these stories back that Scorsese every time they finished a Good Feathers, Stephen would have a they have a video cassette at his house, and and Marty Scorsese would go over to the go over to Stephen's house to watch the Good Feather, the latest Good Feathers episode. He loved it. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, that's very, 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 very light entertainment. And he was into it. You and know? I
0: wonder if that's if that's just him, you know, changing tastes or something. He because his exact statement on the Marvel Cinematic Universe was, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Didn't say that about Good right. Um Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well as they are made. Um, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being, which I... I he's one of those people that Martin Scorsese can criticize anything, and I'm like, okay.
3: He's kind of yeah, earned a he's, certain amount he's of clout. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yes. But um,
0: I was thinking of this in, in parallels to, to the voice acting world and animation, because, I mean, I do think that just from the voice actor friends I have, a lot of them feel like they they haven't reached this pinnacle of being pursued as like real actors, real acting, or it's totally legitimate. And I wanted to know if that's something you feel that way about or don't.
2: Well, it's kind of a two-headed, you know, a, a, a two-headed beast. I mean, on the one hand, we are we do feel like the redheaded stepchildren of all of show business. On the other hand, everybody and their brother wants to do it. Uh, I think the, in the latest Adams family movie, I don't think there's a single journeyman voice actor in the entire cast. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all celebrities. It's it's yeah. totally, totally cast with celebrities. And you know, they've got a SAG card and I've got a SAG, sorry, sag after card. And they, I've got a sag after card and we're all equally valid, you know, in terms of like, we, we you know, our, our right to do it. Everybody's got a right to work, but, uh, you can't look smolderingly into a microphone and have that read as good acting, you know? So, uh, the, the, you've really got to put it all here. Um, and conversely, my big problem when I, when I do do an on-camera thing is I, 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 I still f- fall into that first year actor thing of what do I do with my hands in this oh, scene yeah. <laughs> or where do I look or whatever? Um, but you know, wall me off in a room with, you know, foam egg carton on the walls and I'm great. I'm golden, you know, just just let me go. give me 10 roles. You want me to play all talking to each other? Fantastic role. You know, so on the one hand, we've got this technique that on camera people marvel at no pun intended. Um, I remember working with Ernest Borgnine. This is a man who won an Oscar for a movie called Marty and, you know, went on to McHale's Navy and and but it a tremendous, tremendous actor. And he, he played Brain's father in an episode of Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. And he was just, like, looking at me, like, because I was doing Brain and I was doing another character, and I was teaching him how to move the pages silently, and it was, like, a whole other thing to him. Yeah. A whole other technique. Um, and so I'm not saying my, you know, our genre is more valid in any way, but it is its own thing. And um, so... There's always that wrestling inside of like, are are we are we valuable within the business? Yeah, yeah. you know,
0: we think about that too it's, in terms of what we do.
3: There's there's a certain thing that I've realized because like you saying the redheaded stepchild mm-hmm. of like entertainment, like we like we. Well, that's work,
2: not like post post racial, is it? Not? No, I, no, that's right? okay, that's I, good. I, so, we're not so. going after the redheads now, right? <laughs> no, but, no,
3: no, they're fine. Okay, good. We well, still. Um, just, well, yeah. even if they say something, we're not going to listen. Oh, but them. Um, <laughs> I think it's like. Working in YouTube, which is where we primarily work, is right. another thing too. it's another it's this, it's what you described is very similar, um, which is that we do this thing. If we walked into a television executive studio with an idea, we'd be laughed out of the room. If we walked into a movie studio's place with an idea or concept or a plan for ourselves or whatever, we'd be laughed out of the room. But that doesn't mean that people don't, still don't envy what we do. Incredibly, people often mm-hmm. describe what we do as like a dream job. Um, it's really good. Um, I think because of the environment that we foster, we and, and sometimes more
2: eyeballs are on what you're doing than, than are on a you know yeah. network TV series. Yeah, right? but or it, or it, doesn't, it the doesn't necessarily
3: count in the same way, right. you know. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing. I also think that having worked, I've only worked in the entertainment industry for like 10 years, but the perception within is very different than the perception without. So the skill set discrepancy that you're describing, I think is invisible to most people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I I, I love Charlize Theron. She thinks she's an amazing actor, but Mm -hmm. even in the trailer for Adam's Family, you can like hear her voice slipping in like oh, I haven't like t- she haven't has heard an it. accent and it's like sometimes there and sometimes not and there's just these things and again not to discredit I her. I had the
2: same. I had the same. By the way, observation about um, the late Carrie Fisher in in like I didn't know no. whether she was you know I thought I smelled your foul stench when I got on board. Right. Yeah, yeah. Was this a rescue or? a... <laughs> <laughs> Like, like like
0: when I close my eyes and Adam does Andre the Andre the Giant, I don't even see Adam anymore.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, right? Well your eyes are closed. <laughs> 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 well, it's
0: oh okay. that's true. I'll just get I, him to do it before the podcast okay. is over. Save for the end. Say for the favorite. end, really? Yeah, yes. No, I want to hear it now. Hear it? Well
1: you, give oh, me yeah. some well ask Andre a question. Um, um anyone, please.
0: Andre, what was it like when Samuel Beckett drove you to school?
1: Oh, it was a good time. We went down to the... Um, <laughs> uh, How yeah. many beers did you drink
3: last oh,
1: night? Oh, the nothing you were me a fill my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How yeah. do you feel about
3: the dread pirate Roberts, Andre? I him. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love Princess Bride. one of my favorite yeah. movies ever, so... <laughs>
1: I just, so you just fold your tongue it's easy no it doesn't yeah. it, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you could do it that does it says, it sounds sound just like it, it's like there's oh, two oh, of them here oh, oh, yeah. I
0: it's also great. cried
1: watching that documentary so, so. good mm-hmm. yeah.
0: makes me laugh every time
1: Hulk Hogan like, wait wait <laughs> That tragic documentary makes you laugh every time? Adam's
2: impression. Oh, Adam's impression of the tragic documentary.
1: It's an impersonation of an impression. Andre, I'm sorry.
3: I know you're flying to Tokyo tonight, but we can only book you one seat, not two seats side by side.
0: Oh, in the back.
3: (laughs) The bathroom's clogged, Andre. We're gonna have to pull a sheet over you, so that way you have to poop in the cabin. I'll fly the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I know what he's saying, but it still sounds inaudible. Anyway.
0: Oh, well, so So. Martin Scorsese doesn't like this. (laughs) I, what I was, we're doing <clears throat> now. And,
3: oh, I hate to think what he what he thinks about what we do. <laughs> I, was, I was
1: talking to... Uh, Unfortunately,
2: he doesn't yeah. think about what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: was, I was talking to uh, my wife, Jess, about this because she, she's an artist. She draws yeah. for him. there's And yeah. there's the October thing, Inktober. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting, like, discourse in the artist community of, like, well, in order to do Inktober, you must draw pen to paper. You cannot do digital art. Right. And right. I was like, what a weird way to gatekeep art. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, and that's sort of how I feel about when you're arguing about Marvel movies or movies like voice acting, act, like art is art, and to discredit it in one of these because, like, well, it's not true art or mm-hmm. it's not this and all that. It's like, but it, it's entertainment, it's a different kind of entertainment. It may not be for you, but to say it's not one thing or the other, I think at the end of the day, it's it's a form of entertainment and it's artistic entertainment one way or commercial, but mm-hmm. it can still be both in a way. I don't know. It's it, I, yeah. I, I shed a tear when Peter Parker got turned into pepper or you know sorry that's a reference for at least
3: Paul all right, yeah
1: sorry uh but yeah it's like i think you can still have an emotional connection to these things it just takes 10 movies
3: instead of it all being crammed into a three and a half hour epic i also think sometimes when you get someone like like him he has such a reputation he he only thinks of himself as an individual a human being who goes through life who probably if you asked him how you're a really great director he goes ah like like kind of everyone at this table when you compliment them or eh, i don't know he probably is aware of his reputation but to him he's still an individual so when he says something and it's his opinion mm-hmm. people are like well this must be he's treating this as though it's gospel for the entire world of oh, entertainment yeah. which well, probably or, isn't what or, he intends
2: or yeah we are treating it like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it just could be an offhand thing that he, he said to just, somebody yeah. when there was a mic right you yeah. might not you into know it, it doesn't um, seem
0: like he begrudges anyone else enjoying them no. He just personally, they're not his cup of tea. They're not his cup of but tea. There's,
3: there's also a whole when, when you're he in, likes good feathers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Warner Brothers animation guy. classic. I'm cinema. a good feathers exactly. man. It yeah. would have been better um, if
1: he said like Thor two was underrated and that like <laughs> uh, yeah something like, really controversial. Yeah, like Ragnarok didn't do it for him. He's like Thor two money. He's yeah. like those dark guys are like what? <laughs> that, yeah,
3: yeah. I just I feel like maybe he I don't know. It's a different situation. I feel like he we're treating it as a big thing. To him, he's like, ah, I'm just spouting my opinion. I also think there's a being within the world aspect of it where he's probably had meetings with some of the same people who are making the business decisions. Because a lot of these Marvel movies, for as good as I think they are, are also business decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to build an ATM and then extract money from it, and that's part of the impetus. I don't know that when he was making Taxi Driver, he was thinking, how is this going to get uh, me no, rich I, for the next time? I think the, the, years?
2: that's the, the huge difference between... The industry then and the industry now. Though. Yeah. People actually made movies to express themselves. Mm-hmm. And now everything is, okay, well, how much profit are we going to make on yeah. this? It's a sausage factory.
3: Yeah. I, I do think we are lucky with the Marvel movies specifically, though, that we at least have people at the helm that still want to get emotional investment sure. in the characters and pay off. And, you know, yeah. seeing Captain America pick up that hammer is the culmination of 20-something movies. But, like... I felt emotional more so than when loo I'm, loo, yeah. loo, loo, oh, yeah, i Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Oh, oh okay. Oh, well. That's okay. It's okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now I don't have to. Spoiler, there's a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a captain. and John Henry <laughs> he shows shows he's up. the
1: up. Cap- he's Captain Hammer. He captain picks it Hammer. Yeah. Yes.
2: When oh. Captain Hammer throws his mighty shield. <laughs> 1960s reference again for the seven people yeah, over 60 watching person. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> You got, did you guys ever see even a even a YouTube clip of the 1960s Marvel, the, the stop motion Marvel? Uh, no. They weren't even stop motion. They just they'd have a a, a frame of uh, a, you know a, a, a John Ramita uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. rendering, mm-hmm. and then they just pan the camera over it, and they just just draw the lips moving like that. Okay. And, and it was just the like the most. The, mis- minimal the the animation. most yeah. minimal animation possible yeah. and and you know they might slide a they might slide one cell over another as the as the shield came into view you know and, uh-huh. and just it <laughs> made contact and and that's the car, those are the Mar- that's the marvel entertainment i grew up with So uh-huh. they've they've watered it they've you know <laughs> really exposed it to sunlight and now yeah. We we basically got other cartoons now. Yeah, because those things are 50% CGI, which is just really, really, really sophisticated animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. has
0: that has that been because you've you've been on the upswing of animation because you've been doing anim- animation since the 80s, right? Yeah,
2: 19 I would say. Well, the first thing I ever did was in 1979, was a, a Canadian uh, company called Novana Films, and their second special was called Easter Fever, and it's uh, was a roast of the Easter Bunny, and uh, Garrett Morris played the Easter Bunny. John Candy, uh, Catherine O'Hara, and uh, Joe Flaherty from oh, SCTV from, from SCTV, game. from Second City, were all in it. And, I mean, they were older than me. I was only 19, but they were—no, I was 21. And, you know, they were all, you know, starting their careers. I was, like, literally just wet behind the ears. And uh, I, I couldn't believe I was working with them even then because they were the ones from SCTV. And they've all gone on to, you know, big cinematic success. Uh, but, yeah, so, but but I started working regularly in
0: 1985. Okay, so, I mean. Inspector
2: it... Gadget and then Real Ghostbusters.
0: Because you were the chief in Inspector Gadget. I was right.
2: the chief in season two. That's right, Gadget. I based him on Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and that's the way it is when something blows up on your face. Okay. So, I was anyway. A, I always yeah.
3: had a theory about Inspector Gadget that if it's wrong, don't tell me. But it's that the chief is Dr. Claw because who would want to kill Gadget more than the person who blows him up every single episode? Ooh,
2: that's
3: and an interesting theory. And he always knows where Dr. Claw's up to and what he's doing. He provides Gadget the information, but every single episode is a trap.
0: Does this theory also apply to the Matthew Broderick Inspector it does gadget. carry over, yeah. Okay. It seamlessly carries over. In what movement. about the French
1: Stewart Inspector
0: Gadget? <laughs> was that a sequel to the Matthew? That was Rogers? two, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well,
2: there were two. There were two. Frank Welker played uh, uh, Doctor Claw in season two. I think Don uh, Don Franks, pre Summer, pre uh, Summer Franks's uh, dad, was played him in season one. But it was always a different actor playing the chief. So, okay, huh. if Form that, but you know what? They just came out with the fact that the you know the idea that the that the frozen parents is uh sunken ship was the Called ship tarzan. that the ship that ariel was floating around in uh, oh, yeah with uh, all of the uh, treasure oh. yeah. and that they survived and fathered tarzan so you know you, there could be anything. anything it's all up for grabs yeah.
0: awesome. <laughs> um, but do you feel like you've seen a major change in animation from your your start to now
2: Definitely in terms of the technique of animation, yeah, which I have yeah. nothing to do with. Has voice acting changed? Yeah, on my my contribution, yeah, they want a more organic kind of uh, performance now. It's it's le- the direction I keep getting is less cartoony, less
0: like canned, campy, less less,
2: less less less. So you know, I've I've done my like Justin, Royland, I get to call him Justin, because um, and <laughs> so, so does everybody look. because you know. <laughs> his name but Justin Roiland constantly just you know just do it real just do it really mm-hmm. real so whenever I do he likes me for like generals and, and presidents of other dimensions and things like that authority figures but that's kind of where like my placement is now I'm 61 years old so you know but it, he doesn't want me to do anything big with any of the characters you mm-hmm. know even if you're a monster you've got a regular voice yeah. and it it serves the comedy really well mm-hmm. You know, um, because everything in it is, is this understatement, understatement, and then bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. when when they when that alien president goes, gentlemen, you know, when the, when the universe is collapsing and the, the president goes, gentlemen, gentlemen, there's a solution you're not seeing. Boom, he blows his head off. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, that kind of moment.
1: Yeah. But like in terms of like nothing's changed in the last 30, 40 years, though, where it's been like you still record the audio. Beforehand, and then they animate to your voice Correct. and things like that. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's you know, like, mocap is is now, they still animate to the mocap, but the, but the actor has even more choice in sort of what direction the character goes mm-hmm. in mocap. But they're only doing that with action things. Like I would love it if if we could actually do Pinky in the Brain in motion capture. I mean, yeah. The problem mm-hmm. is I'm taller than Rob balson so they'd have to dig a trench for me. You know?
1: mm-hmm. I think they, just, they put a stick on it, his back or What's something. The, like, the That's the how they do knee
2: with, pads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I just, you know, walk around like my Herve Villache's impression.
0: Well, it's good that you mentioned Rob Paulson, because we're going to get to some news from him after our break, our first ad break from Honey. Nine times out of ten, shopping online beats going to the store. It's easy to find everything you want, you don't have to wait in lines, and it saves time for you to do some other stuff you really want to do during your day. But nine times out of ten, you're overpaying when you shop online unless you use Honey. For those of you who don't know, Honey is a free browser extension that saves you money everywhere you shop online. It finds codes and coupons and other discounts across the web and applies them for you automatically, meaning you're not overpaying anymore. Shopping using Honey makes me feel like I can splurge on myself, since I know that I'll be saving the most money I can. And best of all, I'm not wasting my own time searching for deals. Honey does that for me. Over 100 million people are already saving with Honey, and the company has over 100,000 plus five-star reviews on the Chrome store. Listen, there's really no reason to not use Honey. It's free to use, installs on your computer in just two clicks, and it'll save you money so you can treat yourself to something nice. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com dude. That's joinhoney.com dude. So thank you, Honey, for the sponsorship. I don't have a smart sagu to get back into our conversation no, here. True. Maurice just let me know during the ad break that...
2: Uh, I don't say sagu. So you say Segu, I say Segway. I say Segway. No, <laughs> you should right. be. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, you, there's some big news that you're tied to that broke today.
2: Yeah, the day that we are actually doing this live. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and it broke because, and Rob Paulson definitely said, I am, my book drops on October 8th, and the news is in the book. So, Warner Brothers, if you want to, you know, Come out with the news before that, great. But no, it's out. We are part of the new Animaniacs reboot. The original cast is coming back. Cool. In my own tweet today, I just said the worst kept the worst kept, best kept secret in animation is Oof. out there. <laughs> Slap the cuffs on us, I guess. You know, because I guess we're in <laughs> violation of our NDA, but what can you do? Yes. New Animaniacs coming to you next summer from Hulu. Maybe okay. fall. Uh we don't have an actual start date yet when it drops, but new new animaniacs with a pinky in the brain and I believe all but one episode. Wow!
0: Mm, nice. So is everyone me. reaching out to you today? Now that his book is out, and- uh,
2: I'm getting I'm, yeah. My 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 Twitter is if not blowing up, certainly gaining a lot of weight. Yeah, it's it's gassy. <laughs> you know, it's bloating. It's bloating. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh man, how does it feel to be? It's how long has it been since you guys- since
2: since we got to play the characters yeah. last? Last time we did it was in 1998. Now we've been at work on the show for a year now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just feels that now it's like. I hope we get to do more because we're kind of coming to the, you know, back, you know, we're coming around the clubhouse turn on the order. So I just hope Hulu asks for like, you know, you know, big, a big Mm -hmm. order for season two. But it's been tremendous. The show, uh, without telling you too much, uh, the show is uh, tailored a little bit more to uh, this decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, rather uh, in the 1990s was a little more kid friendly. We're a little more adult now. That doesn't mean a lot of sex jokes or anything mm-hmm. like that. But so, we don't deny the existence of I, sex I was in the, the show. The
1: show was classy but adult. Yeah. in a weird way. It, yeah, we lost liked, the
2: classy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think
1: it's, it's a reason why I uh, I'm i I gravitate <laughs> towards uh, like the Simpsons and shows like Animax, where you didn't quite get the jokes, but you knew you should.
0: You knew there was a cadence of a joke. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like, I should be Um, laughing
1: here. There's nothing here to tell me to laugh, but, like, also I'm learning
0: things in a weird way. Like,
1: the states, not that I memorized them, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I don't know, I just, I thought shows like that just, I don't know if they exist anymore. It, it was such a unique show, and then and I think
2: did- I think some of that some of that uh, I won't say mandate because again we're not we're not on a network that has the standards and practices. There actually was an educational mandate in place in the 1990s, so that songs like "The Countries of the World" and and and, and the State Capital Song and to you know the, the the parts of the brain, which I've had more more uh, uh, doctors, nurses, uh, EMTs tell me when they come up to me at, at cons where i'm signing your parts of the brain song helped me memorize and pass my uh, anatomy exam and i go well don't thank me thank tom minton he's the one who wrote the lyrics to that one and tom minton is the actual brain mm-hmm. tom minton is the physical model for brain which i did not know tom then so when i saw brain i saw orson wells
1: okay
2: and so that's I just sort of channeled Orson Welles thinking, oh, they've drawn this Orson Welles lab mouse for me. Yeah, but yeah. Tom Minton is the Google Tom Minton at home, folks, and you'll see a human version of the brain pouchy cheeks, furrowed brow, and one of the more brilliant human beings. Oh, yeah, um, I see it. Yeah, right?
0: So we always talk about your Orson Welles uh, character here, like, well, to the critic.
1: We will play, the, think, there's, thankfully there's a montage of all the Orson Welles moments.
2: <laughs> yes, rosebud frozen peas, <laughs> full of country goodness and green penis. Wait, that's terrible, I can't believe I said that. I'm leaving. All right, <laughs> <laughs> just a handful for the road. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, what luck, I found a french fry in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> but Forty uh, yeah. dollars please. <laughs> <laughs> I Who gets think, paid for the residuals
1: on like, that? No. I mean, as a kid though, that was my introduction to Orson Welles. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's Tom.
2: Yeah, there's Tom, and there that side view of Tom. Uh, <laughs> Next yeah, one that's over, brain, definitely. Yeah, uh, uh, he is. Yeah, that's 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 basically what they used for the model sheet for Brain. Um, uh, this this one right here, and and again, he is a brilliant guy. But he's, his actual speaking voice is very mon- monotonous. He speaks very quickly and in a monotone. I don't know if that would mm-hmm. have flied. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the show. Yeah. Slide? <laughs> Did I just
1: say slide? Okay. Yeah. Same thing we do every night, Pinky, take over the world. Well, I mean, that <laughs> was <funny.
3: laughs> one of my favorite things about Animaniacs was that in all those, kind of all those shows of the 90s where they just like, they're like, whatever. If we draw it like a cartoon, kids will watch it. Mm-hmm. And then we can go where, from there, we can go wherever we want to. We can reference directors that they have no frame of reference for. Steven
0: Spielberg can be an actual character drawn in the show. Even
3: (laughs) the Steven Spielberg thing, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, the Jurassic Park guy. Like, you know, you don't know his. When you're a kid, you don't don't have your director's list of Of people or whatever, but you're like, oh, okay, this is a guy who's part of big things, but he's also making a cartoon for me. That's interesting. Yeah. But I never regretted any of that. Like. I've talked about it before. I do feel like sometimes people make things and then they, they're like, all right, we're working on this thing. Now, how do we make it for kids? And I don't think you ever need that step. I think if you make something and then you just make it, it will, it will find its audience. Detective Pikachu, was a movie that came out, which I cited as a perfect example. I am
2: I'm, I'm aware of Detective Pikachu. I'm not that old. Yeah. So
3: so like They that,
2: let me watch it at the nursing home.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> they wheel the TV. But, but I was like I was
3: like, oh this would have been like a really good noir story. Except every every moment it felt like they stopped and they said, well, we have to consider that children will be watching. So how do we explain this moment or the sequence to them as they're going into it? But mm-hmm. I never felt like things were explained to me. And maybe that explains a lot. You weren't raised on the door the explorer
1: where they literally explain. Well, that's yeah, like they, toddler
3: really, level television, which I no. kind of understand, but like <laughs> <laughs> so the
2: the goal with Animaniacs was to just make a show that the adults would want to watch with the kids. Uh-huh. Uh, so they they wrote to adults. They wrote to adults, they just never crossed the line of of inappropriateness, but they wrote the show to adults. And, and you're right, the kids found their place with the things they liked because Pinky was, you know, and, and just in case of Pinky the Brain, he was goofy and silly mm-hmm. and children loved him and adults loved the brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, eh, but, but, but I think the, the goal was always with, with the mandate from Steven and then Tom Ruger took the reins on that and, and just made a, a show that makes us laugh. Mm-hmm. We the adults that are performing in it and writing it and all of that. Yeah. So that was that, that. That's that's the simple story. And now, and now, it is again a show that makes us laugh. And Wellesley Wild is our uh, the new showrunner, and he comes from uh, the Seth MacFarlane uh, uh, camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and but so the show's got a little more edge. Brain is it's been twenty years. Everybody's aged in real time, and yet stayed the same because that's what happens to cartoon mm-hmm. tunes. But. But Brain's maybe just a little more pissed off that in 20 years he hasn't managed to take over the world. So he's, mm-hmm. he's got a little bit more edge to him. Got it. Um, but I think you're gonna dig it. And again, we're a good year away from seeing it, if not more, but uh, it's definitely something for our times. That's cool. I'm very excited about it.
0: Do you, uh, do you feel like an ownership over the characters you play? Or some, s- yeah. some.
2: Brain definitely. Yeah. There was a little while there where we weren't sure when the announcement was made they were gonna reboot the show, mm-hmm. but we didn't get any offers our mm. phone, our agent's phones weren't ringing yet. Yeah. And we thought, are they going to celeb recast on this thing? Cuz I was like I, I I own I own Brain. Yeah. Even though I don't <laughs> legally own Brain. Yeah. Brain's my baby of all the characters I've done. I can't even say that about Egon and real Ghostbusters cuz I'm just I'm just channeling Harold. Um uh but but Brain I just feel like I breathed life into him and I would cry if I had to watch yeah. Anybody else Cumberbatch play Cumberbatch? Yes. Mm-hmm. Brain. Exactly right. Yeah.
1: That is, we were talking about that earlier, though. That's sort of the, I feel like the lack of respect that's given to voice actors where you breathe life in this character and you create it for a generation. And that the fact that someone would have that meeting and say, well, what if Cumberbatch was in it? It's a big name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that.
2: Well, in the case of our, our show, of in the case of our show, I, I, I have it on the very best authority that Stephen went into the pitches and he pit, he himself went and pitched the show and went into the pitches with all of the streaming services. And Hulu was the one who, who got it. But he went in with pictures of Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, Tress McNeil and B and laid them out on the coffee table and said, these are our stars. We don't replace them. Everything else that we do in Animaniacs and there are a whole bunch of new segments. Uh, I'm sorry. Good feathers is not one of them. <laughs> we, yeah. I, know. I know. I love, I love that. I love playing I love playing Ray Liotta. I actually met Ray Liotta about uh, a week before we were to record the first one. Mm-hmm. And I actually was like next to him in a booth. Uh, he, he had the next booth over at, at a little place in the valley called Mistral. And he leaned over and said, I, I, are you guys finished? Do you mind if my date and I smoke? Because in those days you could smoke in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I said, no, no problem. And it was there, like, you know, so it was like. So sweet. He was such a nice guy. But as I'm leaning in, I'm going, okay, all right. I'm (laughs) I'm silering his voice into my brain. Uh, Even that's a ten year old reference now, Siler. But um, so you know, um, know, I've never seen it. (laughs) It's coming back. It's gone. (laughs) It's coming back. It's gone, and it it can't come back again, unfortunately. (laughs) But um, you know, we were we were we were. um, Where was I going with this? do this in really therapy, gotta, the
0: Good Feathers, Animaniacs, Spielberg pitched you guys Spielberg, Spielberg,
2: that's right, that's right. To, to watch the, the, I mean, I used to joke that if they made Pinky and the Brain the movie, it would be uh, Peter Dinklage and uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Russell Russell Brand, you know, okay. and then I'd have to kill myself. It's not bad yeah, casting. Yeah. Yeah. You could do the
1: mo-cap, but I, I just don't see the voices. Yeah, so, I know. Um,
2: I, and and it's, it's just, I'm so thrilled that it's Rob Paulson and me. Yeah. Because we've we've been dreaming about this for years. You we've guys been you on the were really concert. We're actually we became really good yeah. friends. We're good friends. We played good friends on TV and became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in life. And I mean I love the guy from the moment I met him because we both we both got Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, the Derek and Clive tapes, which are these underground tapes which is language that you know we can't even do on the the internet will break if uh, if we do with the uh, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the sketch they're most well known for. But um, we, and we could finish, finish each other's Python sketches. Mm -hmm. And so we just, we, we, you know, we, it was a bromance from the start, but we've just gotten closer over the years. So now we really are extremely dear friends and, uh, and it's, and it's great. And there's a lot of, in, in Rob's book that touches on our friendship. So uh, yeah, it's called voice lessons. It's a lovely book. Hmm. I'm plugging Rob's book. That's what yeah, a good oh friend God, I am. Yeah, I've got nice. nothing to win to this situation, <laughs> but I want my bows book to well, do well. Adam, you brought something.
1: Yeah, that you can plug if you want. I went home this weekend, and my mom is she's getting ready to uh, she's getting ready to retire, and she's um, she's moving out of the house. And I went to the closet where she kept a lot of VHSs that we grew up with, and thankfully, she still had my uh, pinky in the brain, <laughs> pinky in the brain Christmas, pinky
2: in the brain Christmas. <laughs> I
1: believe it's only. What, 30 minutes long, maybe? Wow. Do you think the it's word Narf is
3: NARF written in the it's description light, on yeah. the back of the box? I bet it must be. Uh, it's a little light, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not it's sure
1: if it Christmas. plays anymore.
2: Yeah, it's I'm off. sure.
3: Those things are, that's analog media,
1: baby. Yeah. yeah. So. That stuff is going to play the until the thing. end of
2: time. Yeah, it's the only thing on it, so it's a 30-minute we, long. Well, record. we
1: also had a collection of all the, it was just the Pinky and the Brain sketches, mm-hmm. basically, but as a collection that you could, oh, come on, man. Oh, he's going to sell that It's worth something now. Sell it on eBay. Um, but I was going to, if you wouldn't mind, I was going to get it signed and then take it back home yeah. um, and put it somewhere. Okay. Screw it.
2: That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How, good. How good. would Andre react? Hey, 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 <laughs>
1: hey, 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 hey. so oh, that's convenient yeah. that you had a pen I don't there. have to wait. at, uh, wow, was look it, at that. I'm, I'm going to
2: sign the whole thing. It. And leave like a little space for Rob Paulson over here. While,
0: uh, <laughs> While Adam's shamelessly getting his paraphernalia signed, um, why don't we hear a word from Quip? This episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by Quip. Simplify your morning and evening routines with a straightforward electric toothbrush from Quip. The lightweight, compact design provides sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your gums. Do you realize that up to 90% of brushers don't brush for long enough or often favor one section of their mouth over the other? I was shocked shocked to learn this myself. I was. But with Quip's built-in two-minute timer, you'll be reminded every 30 seconds that it's time to switch sides, ensuring an even clean. Also, brand-new brush heads are delivered automatically on a dentist-recommended three-month schedule for just $5. My Quip brush provides me with all the benefits of a full-size electric toothbrush in a package that's half the size. No bulky chargers, no old worn-out brushes, and you still get a fresh, healthy smile. That's why I love Quip and why it's perfect for getting back into a routine. Quip starts at just $25, and you can go to getquip.com dude right now and get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack at getquip.com, g e t q u i p.com/dude. Thank you Quip for your sponsorship and thank you Maurice for humoring Adam. I will not we sell really this. Appreciate it. I promise.
2: You can't. It's just, it's it's, it's, a, it's uh it's personalized to you. Yeah. No. Actually, Adam, a- have a ponderingly good Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the brain. Thank you, <laughs>
0: thank you so much are you going to talk about how Amoeba sells
3: well yeah one of my greatest regrets is I went to Amoeba Music shortly after I moved here and it was when I would buy I owned a lot of movies I still do but like I was like oh I just collect movies and they had a copy of The Wrestler Um, Mickey Rourke's The Wrestler uh, which I really enjoy and I was like oh maybe I should buy this it was signed it was a Blu-ray that was signed uh, by Mickey Rourke to some guy named David. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't. But then as soon as I left, I realized like, no, that's way better. Than if Mickey Rourke had signed something to me, mm-hmm. like having the story of like, no, I have David's yeah. copy of yeah. uh, the wrestler that Mickey David Rourke signed for. David fell on a hard time. I was going to yeah. say, okay. what must
0: have happened to David that yeah. he would have to part with just slide love. the thing out?
3: Even if you, you want to get rid of the media, he had his wedding ring and his copy of <laughs> yeah, yeah. the wrestler sign. Yeah. <sighs> so I just I'm saying, I hope David ends up with this. No. <laughs> when Adam sells it yeah. to Amoeba.
2: You could also always change your name to David. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. But also,
1: shout out to my mom for having
2: a, a good eye on good media and mm-hmm. exposure. It's in really nice shape, too. Yeah. I mean, I she, mean I've i had things that look like they've you know been eaten by a dog and come out the other end, but yeah. I've had to sign. So I, really nice. I, I mean, even in what uh, 1998, I was like, why are we still
1: holding on to the, the VHS's mom? But
2: mm-hmm. even in, she in, knew. in 2019, she they're said, still, someday. still
1: there, untouched. Yeah, I couldn't find meet it.
2: that brain. Yeah. <laughs> Once one one day yeah. when the internet is shut down, yeah, mm-hmm. with a giant switch. <laughs> you'll have that well, watch. Of it, and then eats the tape. <laughs> oh god, oh god, oh
1: god. Oh. You garbage media, but I don't know. I, my mom raised me on Pinky the Brain and the Simpsons and I had friends who weren't allowed to watch shows like that cuz their parents said it was it was bad entertainment or like I, don't, yeah, I, I, don't,
2: I don't know I was, I was lucky for and being, yet the Simpsons yeah. went to church every Sunday yep. mm-hmm. and had a a, 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 a a grandfather living in their home with
0: them it's a nuclear family structure I don't
2: see you know yes exactly they're 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 they they had their problems but they never divorced or separated except for a little bit in that movie yeah, mm-hmm. but um you know I I don't see any bad family values there apart from child abuse Which is a time-honored American tradition. Uh, And Canadian.
0: (laughs) I guess you're right. Is that where it got to start?
1: (laughs) They had two Sideshow Bob episodes back to back and it was the one where the the episode starts with them watching Dinosaurs, the Mm -hmm. Mm short-lived Muppet uh, puppet show or whatever. But it's a a BART like sort of uh, analog and then he's like, don't have a pterodactyl, man. And they're like, what an original idea. (laughs) 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 Like, wow, it's like watching us on TV. I have a question for you.
0: Yes. Have you ever... Done any voiceover for puppets of any kind?
2: Yes. My first, my, why my first Emmy nomination was on a puppet show. Um, <laughs> I know. It's, it's a, it, line worthy of Calculon. <laughs> why my first Emmy nomination was on a puppet show. <laughs> However, I finally won for playing Calculon. <laughs> Star of all my circuits and a man with unholy acting talent. <laughs> I know I already did it in the first segment. But for those later. who missed it. That's- anyway, uh, I was on a show called D.C. Follies, which was a live-action puppet show from the Crofts, Sid and Marty Croft. Hmm. Uh, 1989, syndicated, political puppet show, life-size puppets of, uh, fig- of uh, political figures. George H.W. Bush was president at this point, hmm. and so uh, uh, Quail Dan Quayle, oh, Dan Quayle, George Bush,
0: and he was an endless. Um, Geraldo well.
2: Rivera, um, 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 Nixon, uh, uh, Carter, uh, Ford—they would all be in 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 this bar. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like you know, a puppeteer down there with with a character whose head is bigger than yours, right. in a full suit, and you have to convert. Fred Willard was the only human on the show, okay. and just brilliant. Because Fred would forget he was talking to a puppet, mm-hmm. and therefore that came through in his performance. I mean, I feel so lucky that I got to work with Fred Willard he's on this.
0: So funny! He Another great so Canadian. Great.
2: <laughs> is Fred? Canadian? <laughs> he's Canadian, right?
0: No, I don't no. think so. Oh, I think no. he's like from
2: Ohio or Illinois somewhere Are in the Midwest. you just West? associating oh, him with the is. Christopher, Christopher Guest crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might be right. Yeah, you right. can't have him.
1: Yeah, Sorry. You don't you have everybody enough? gets one? Yeah. Right. Um, that, those aren't the type of puppets they use in that Genesis music
2: video, right? They're well, like, that was Spitting Image. And I also, before I did DC Follies, I have I have the, the privilege of being in both shows. So I did the very first Spitting Image US special, which is coming, they are coming back now. Spitting oh Image God. is doing yeah. new stuff.
1: It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's, and then yeah, I know into the puppets, DC Follies.
2: So that, yeah, that's I had a fair bit of experience with that. And when I when I got the nomination, I got it along with the five puppeteers who worked the puppets I worked on. Mm-hmm. So it was a joint... Well, uh, nomination yeah. So, because we had a melded performance because we went live to tape we didn't pre-record and then they learned mm-hmm. the, the movements it was a symbiotic thing so I was always watching the puppets mouths the puppeteers had half their one eye on on their monitors and they wore these giant television sets uh, and today they're all in traction and then looking over at the voice actors table it was me, John Rourke uh, and and Louise Duarte Wow. Um so yeah, puppets are, are are kind of um their own animal. Yeah.
0: Cool. I just wanted to know, personal personal I love puppets.
2: Yeah. We watched uh, have you seen the New Dark Crystal? I've Netflix. I've not. My I've got a couple of friends on Victor Yerud, uh who's uh the lead puppeteer uh in that company, uh is uh is is a good friend of mine. And of course Hamel is mm-hmm. Hamel's got a voice in there mm-hmm. and a couple of other my my pals. Yeah. I
0: think before we started recording, you were telling us that Mark Hamill has a great Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Mark Mark's got the best Harrison Ford. I know, fans. That's okay.
3: I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. young. You'll get there. <laughs> I have plenty of time. Let's, let's do it together. Snakes,
2: snakes. Why, Why do have, have to be snakes? Be snakes. snakes. <laughs> Something about his voice.
0: <laughs> it's weird to think it's of Mark Hamill as a. As a voice actor.
2: But Mark is an incredible yeah, voice so actor and did voice acting before Star Wars. Oh. I think oh. he was on Jabber Jaws, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Uh, Mark really honors this craft and uh, and and did voice acting while he was making the Star Wars movies. Uh, he plays my brother on a wonderful kids show that I do called uh, uh, Transformers Rescue Bots, which is really geared in the, you to know, three to eight-year-olds. And... Uh, and mark came back during star wars of course <laughs> it was it was episode 7 where he had no lines and one scene but he went over and and we remember he went over for the t- for the reading he read the he read the stage direction that was his job at the re- at the table reading of mm-hmm. the star wars movie script he read the stage direction he have a single line in the movie but he came back and he told us it was because harrison ford broke his foot mm-hmm. but he really had nothing to do <laughs> So he came back he's to bored. America. <laughs> but he had to tell us that it was because Harrison broke his foot, because otherwise we might catch on that, you know, yeah. Luke's barely in the first film. Um, so so he came back and, and did an episode of our show. And, you know, he's just always been uh, a guy who can do this. It's not, he, I mean, and he really disappears in the characters. His jokers. Is, mm-hmm. is amazing, yeah. and he's probably logged more hours as the Joker than any other actor, including Cesar Romero.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's brilliant. It's yeah. malevolent, and it's hilarious. And
1: He's have done he... it across other mediums, too. I don't, sure. like, oh, he's in the video game. He's but, in Arkham with me. Yeah, yeah, that's right, where you are. He's in Arkham Freeze. with me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah still... I'm lucky
2: to be in Arkham with him and Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get Pro- to play Freeze.
1: Probably still the best. I know you didn't have anything to do with this part, but it's the best boss fight, I think, in almost any that's video what everybody game. everybody tells me. It's because yeah. it's the character learns... From the yeah. way you like you 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 have to hit him, I think three times or something like mm-hmm. that. But like every time you do something, it's like it, 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 I'm you did the voice, but it's like it was, I do the voice, but yeah. I don't. I didn't program. But he says, the he, game. Says, he yeah. says something like, "I'll remember that," and you're like,
2: oh, yeah. "I'll remember that, Batman." <laughs> so so yeah. good. You are in my world now. You will bring me Nora, or you will die. Good. See, but when I play a video game, like my character just does. <laughs> Jumps, kicks, and then turns around. <laughs> I have no no, no aptitude for this. I'm a, mm-hmm. My son is a tremendous gamer. I'm, I'm, yeah. I am
3: I'm, just voice the dab thing. Has there ever been a point, like, you have such a tremendous voice acting career, but has there ever been a point where you're, like, not, net, not ser- calling it illegitimate, but, like, feeling like you wish that you broke out to be doing more on-camera stuff?
2: I think last Tuesday was a day where I didn't feel that way okay yeah my whole life has been that I mean for me I started as a stand-up comic uh and 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 you know every comic wants there to be the show based on their life you know Maurice Feld or everybody loves (laughs) Mo or
3: you know (laughs) I don't think that's how it works but yeah Lamar show you know whatever
2: it is and and you know, uh, so that was it was in my head. It was that was my dream when I was when I was doing stand up comedy. One day I'm gonna have a sitcom and it's mm-hmm. gonna be a show about me and you know, and and things happen and you know, you go through the open doors and and voice acting opened up for me at a time when everything else fell to sh can, can I curse on the no, show? Yeah, you yes. already Please have, have in but fact. I think I, I think I said phu I, I don't know if I can curse on the
0: show. Yeah, you can Oh yeah, absolutely
2: can okay, I finished it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the fuck I started back in the second segment. I just finished it up. So everything fell to shit in my life. Uh, you know the short the short you know, story of that is my father was murdered, and I was I spiraled. You well,
0: know, off this. camera, you've told us many a heady story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and and uh, but but I could still <laughs> pull it together to do voiceover work, mm-hmm. uh, which is not to say that maybe I couldn't. You know, it's not to say like, well, yeah, it's only voiceover work. I can go in it to do voice. But I did. I went down the went down the. Uh, I went down the tubes uh, and drugs and alcohol. Uh, got sober in 1989, by the way. So you have to worry. I'm I'm cool now. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna punch anybody out. It sounds or, like you're less cool. Yeah, I know. We have security
0: uh, on standby by okay. the door. So, but <laughs> I mean, uh,
2: I you know, voice acting still it still worked for me, and people were people were kind enough to leave the door open, even though I was coming in. Loaded out of my tree doing real Ghostbusters. So. <laughs> Grab up those real Ghostbusters box set, folks, and see if you can tell which episodes I was toed I was out of Egon. my brain for. Yeah, I was listen for in nasal in- Egon. I don't know, Peter. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, did, you say,
0: did you say I was coming in loaded out of my tree to do real Ghostbusters? Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. I was loaded <laughs> no, through a lot of real Ghostbusters. That's a
0: perfect statement. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the now funniest. Now it can be told. That's one of the funniest statements. I know, I know. i
1: I've it's sad. I've, I've heard this from other actors. I've talked to Elise about this before, but a lot of people feel more comfortable playing someone else. Is that something you ever felt like you were doing? It was more comfortable just becoming another character? Because Always. Just, yeah.
2: Always. Always. Um,
0: well, sometimes I think that, like, when the you that you look at in the mirror is not the you that you like, it's easier to disappear and...
2: Oh, I like me fine. I'm, and it's taken 30 years yeah. of therapy to like me just just fine. You know, I'm, do I love me? No, but I like me as a friend. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, as, as, a, as a comedian and as an, as an impressionist and as a, as a mimic... Yeah, I truly especially since I started doing them when I was in junior high school, I truly wanted to disappear into the characters. I thought, I'm not enough. Let me be that entertaining detective from the nineteen seventies TV show Columbo, you know. Whose name I forget. Peter Falk. <laughs> Peter Falk. No, I was Columbo, Columbo is his name. No. <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> you always go you you go, you know, the grandfather from Princess Bride. He's a detective in this other show without the mustache. I always thought that was the place. He's a friend of that giant guy.
0: How did he sound like? Uh
2: I you can't know, carry always. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like the giant the
2: puts d- carry always on, on his shoulder, <laughs> and when he takes him away, he says. I don't understand. Hold on. What? I don't understand
3: why if you're just doing the voice, you got to do the eye too <laughs> it doesn't work that if part I don't. It
2: uh, because, because the <laughs> eye is connected to uh, <laughs> to a certain amount number of tendons that run down my and into my throat uh-huh. and then and, and or past my jawline and it pulls that thing up so that I can talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> because eyes. I'm acting. Well,
1: why does it have to be
2: eyes? <laughs> I don't know. I'll do the
1: uh, Sean Connery impression times. So I should talk about shot of my mouth. Like, well, that's a at least a mouth shape. That's just a yeah. tick. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, not that I'm. I don't know why I have. Let me movie. let me teach yeah. you
2: something about impressions, guys. Because <laughs> it's, it's acting, right? It like, is. Yeah. it's, 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 it's a technique thing. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did we get on? I right? don't know. Is there Dude, is there
3: someone that you've ever wanted to impersonate that you don't feel like you can confidently or just haven't really had the time to work on? Like, is there a dream impersonation?
2: Well, I used to say I can't do John Wayne, but I now actually can.
3: Okay,
2: because I was one of the I was one of those people that got really got into uh, the outtake tapes mm-hmm. before they they were all over YouTube. Mm-hmm. People gave me outtakes of everything. That's where I learned a lot of the like the Shatner stuff. That you know, I don't say sabotage. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. <laughs> I had that tape before anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> I gave that tape to Billy West when he was on the Stern Show, and. And I said, don't, don't play this for anybody, okay? Mm-hmm. This is just for you. And he gave me the Jack Balance thing. Mm-hmm. You know, which was I don't
0: awesome. know what that is. Uh,
2: now look, we're going to do this a little while longer and then that's it. <laughs> because I can't keep doing it the way you want. I can only do it by, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, lady. I am only doing this the best that I can do. And if you're not uh, satisfied with my best, then that's too fucking bad. (laughs) But we're going to have to reach a solution or a resolution very soon. You can't keep telling me what you think is the better thing, the better thing, the better thing. Because I don't even know who the hell you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, um, So I give this to Billy. Billy goes back to the Stern Show. And Monday, it's on the air. He's mm-hmm. Hey, hey Billy. Billy gave me this great tape, Robin. Mm-hmm. Listen to this is this William Shatner. Uh Spock sabotaged the system. Spock restored at the atmosphere. Spock sabotaged the system. I wish I knew what to do. Observations, Mr. Spock. Uh Bill, that line uh, sabotage. Could you could you pronounce that sabotage? I don't say sabotage. <laughs> you say sabotage. I say sabotage. And and Shatner actually comes in to defend himself against they goad him. Mm-hmm. It's like a month and then he finally comes in and he has such a good time on the show and shows that he can take a joke and has a sense of humor about himself that it almost rejuvenates his career, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So Shatner owes me dinner. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> That's all I got. Well, I'm the like, tipping point, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well
1: like the uh in the critic the reference to the uh, Orson Welles like the I had never Wine I'd never controls. even known those tapes existed no, yeah. Yeah. until years later when YouTube does the comparison of, well, here's this. And then here's, this. it's like, Oh, those are actually there. There's footage of, we like all love that stuff. We, yeah.
2: we, we would recording engineers were the people that are really responsible for that. They're the ones that they traded in this stuff, the outtakes. And so, we, they would share them with, you know, I mean, the, the the character of Mo and the phone calls that Mo's bar got yeah. are based on the red tube tapes, which were things that recording engineers would dub and circulate amongst actors and producers and directors just for laughs. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it becomes this iconic thing on, on The Simpsons, you know? So, you know, uh, uh, that was my drug in the early 90s, was just listening to those things and building my repertoire of, mm-hmm. I can't hear the, Matt Groening and I cannot say the word two without thinking of Casey Kasem from that outtake about the dead dog. But before the the dead dog ramp, he's doing a station idea. He goes, join us this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at two, two. (laughs) (laughs) And so every time there's a word, the word two shows up in a script or, you know, how how many are you going to order? Two. Two. We just do it and we crack up.
0: Uh, Well, we'll be back with some more from Maurice, but right now, a word from Stamps.com. Who really has time to go to the post office? You're busy. Who's got time for all that traffic, parking, lugging your mail and packages? It's a real hassle. That's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Uh, they bring you all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer, whether you're a small office sending invoices, and online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, package, class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get 5 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in DUDE. That's Stamps.com, and enter DUDE, D-U-D-E. Thank you, Stamps.com. Thank you, Stamps.com. We're about to play Six Degrees of Maurice Lamarche, but before we get to that, uh, you have a show that's a pretty, show, pretty just, big time. Just one,
2: yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's 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 freshly dropped. Uh, that sounds terrible. It sounds like it like it's like a mixtape. Uh, something, yeah. Mm-hmm. It dropped. It's a rap it just album. It's working it. upon. Yeah. Uh, Disenchantment season two on Netflix, and I mean, if you were stuck with us through season. One, some people felt it moved a little slowly. I I say we laid the pipe for seven episodes. Then the show got good for the last three. And now all of season two is just one great episode after another. So tune us in. Tune us in. Nobody tunes anymore. (laughs) Tune! (laughs) Tune! Give us a click. Give us a stream (laughs) on Netflix. Disenchantment. You're going to love it. Cool. Uh,
0: So before the show, we were talking about how you... Have your hand in virtually everything, anything that we can think of. You've touched in some way, in an appropriate way. Yes, always um, appropriate <laughs> and consensual.
2: This is a this is a post hashtag Me Too generation. Exactly, so yes, always appropriate.
0: But I was trying to figure out if there's someone that you can't be connected to. Ella, Kevin Bacon's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. By the yeah. way, I took over the part of Balto from Kevin Bacon. So.
0: Okay, there we
2: go. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Two? Um, Let's um, see if we can stump the six degrees, okay. degrees machine. The Rock, except we're the machine. We're the, we are the machine. The, the movie, rock. The Rock, Dwayne, or the
0: actor, okay. Dwayne, the, Dwayne the Rock, rock Johnson. Johnson. Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock
2: Lamer. Johnson. The, Moana's
3: well, the connection there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because then we get all the way to Disney. Yeah, so The Rock was Maui and Moana. That's one, with uh- which also starred Jermaine Clement.
2: Too. I'm trying, okay, I should probably look these things up and just scroll I mean, till I see who is a name I recognize. He was
1: the fart in um Rick and Morty. Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. there we go. Three oh. degrees. And then Good man. job, there, and you and go. there you go. And, and you're on the same job. Okay, yeah. all right, uh,
2: we got there. you guys are much better at this than I am. And I'm, I'm me. This is the
1: this is a party trick I would do as a kid. Um, and growing up, one of my mom's friends said. That's useless. It'll never do any good for you. Stop it now. Ah,
0: mm-hmm. oh, mom. Mom's Sorry. friend. And Sorry. throw out that Mom's pinky friend. in the brain, DJ. Ah. <laughs> uh, lady Gaga.
3: Lady Gaga. Okay, so uh, Brad. Uh, she- lady Gaga.
2: You <laughs> 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 <to> a Carson. <laughs>
3: um, good, well,
1: was, what did was, Lady
2: say when she was let's six it. months old? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: It's easy. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. He's Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Who is.
0: Marty Scorsese hates it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, Let's
1: see. So the connecting tissue there is going to be. I mean, we can get out of that. Cri- uh... What's that?
3: I mean, there's a huge cast in that. So we can. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon's in cool. all of those movies. Oh, okay. So. Um, I was going to say you can just.
1: Okay. Yeah. Go nuts.
3: Oh, I'm just trying to think.
1: Oh. Who, who's the. I can't think of his name. Ke- uh, the guy who played Castle. Rocket
3: Raccoon. Reck- okay, here we go. Nathan Fillion?
1: Nathan Rocket- Fillion is in Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Uh, okay, yeah. And okay, so, okay, so we're okay. gonna say Nathan Fillion. Greg
2: Grunberg okay. is in Stars it. Born. Oh, he is? Ooh, yes. Okay, boom, we go straight who, from- Who was in Heroes with, with- Zachary Quinto. With Maurice LaMarche. Who was,
3: and Zachary Quinto was in, with Chris Pine in, in Star Trek. And Chris Pine uh, does an impression of you. for <laughs>
2: <laughs> I probably get congratulated every week uh-huh. on being the new voice of BMW. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because I used to be the voice of Lexus. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, from 2009 to 2016, and and I guess Chris Pine is kind of honoring me, mm-hmm. shall we say? I yeah. don't know. It's, his read is very similar yeah. to what I did when I was the voice of Lexus. So, but I've got a so, yeah, I, I love Chris Pine. I think he's a great Captain Kirk. And uh, and I guess he sounds a little like me, but I've got a better one. Greg Grunberg was in is Born, who was in Heroes with me because before Zach Quinto was Siler, I was the voice of Siler. Oh, episode two, don't uh-huh. look back. I was the voice of Siler on the answering machine. My uh-huh. friend Jeff Loeb, who I've known for 20 years already at that point. Uh, called me up and just said we need we need a we need a like if we could get kevin spacey that's who i'd want so just something that does that sort of malevolent yet friendly sounding thing so i just came in and recorded it in voiceover so Hmm. i was actually the first Siler so So there's 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 by
3: episode two they still didn't know what they were doing they had no plan for no and they didn't go
2: back and change it they didn't go back and have zach dub it
3: yeah
2: there were lots of they, they First, Siler ate brains. Then he didn't eat brains. Mm-hmm. He's a bad guy. Then he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was
3: that was the debate
1: at the time too, because Lost was out, and they're like, "See, Heroes answers the questions. Lost just keeps an- keeps bringing them up." And then season two, like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, we we were just playing by ear. Two, yeah. a second
0: season, <laughs> two, <on> two. <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg.
3: Ooh, that's good. Snoop Dogg oh. uh, is friends with uh, what's Doctor Dr. Dre. Oh, what's her name? What's who, the Martha, movie he what's her, was... Katy Perry. No, Martha... Stewart. Stewart. Martha Stewart, who went, went to, to jail. jail, who did time with Marisa <laughs> <laughs> There you go.
0: What's that movie he was in? The, like... Uh,
3: Soul Plane? High. Soul plane. Oh. <laughs> Were you with anyone from Soul plane? <laughs> No, no. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm looking, there, though. He was oh, like,
0: okay. He was in, like, a porno,
3: but he didn't He didn't <laughs> do any mind. porn work. Oh. He was just in it. Snoop Dogg appeared in this episode of Simpsons as Snoop Dogg. That shouldn't count.
2: That shouldn't count. Everybody's on The Sim-
1: Yeah, Simpsons sort of connects the entire world.
2: All right. Snoop Dogg was in Turbo. Okay. With the snail with movie? The snail movie with Chris Parnell, who was in Rick and Morty mm-hmm. with... Maurice LaMarche. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There I go. feel like there's
0: some kind of like maniacal power that you are deriving yeah. from this game. No. Everybody's,
2: <laughs> everybody's connected by six Let's do, 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 try it with me. Now try it with what me. You
0: have, yeah, you? Yeah, pick someone do? from
3: the list and try uh, it with me.
0: Elon Musk.
3: No, nothing. No connection <laughs> <Musk>. whatsoever. <laughs> Why'd it have to be? Musk. Musk. Why'd it have to
2: be Musk?
0: Uh, Well... Is that it? it? Well darn I mean, I have more We I have can't more. stump
2: yeah. six <laughs> degrees of Boric Love.
1: What, <laughs> what is your what is your IMDB acting credits up to now? Is it like the five, the one 800s?
2: million No, what am <laughs> oh, I up to? I, know, yeah. um, I mean, it gives you it gives you many different th- things. It gives you yeah. it gives you an episode count or a project count. Uh as as an actor, I have four hundred and eighty seven titles. Which is half what Frank Welker has. I just, hmm.
1: I, if that is Frank not... Welker
2: might have next to Mel Blanc the most credits on the IMDb as an actor. Hmm. I think he's up. I think he's hit a thousand now. Wow! But he's been working since 1969. Yeah. I mean, he's the original and still Freddie on Scooby Doo. Oh
1: god! Yeah. Which, wait, which actor was that? Frank Welker. Frank, who's there's another actor I always see his name pop up. He's a he's a man with like a small little ponytail, glasses. Fred something. Even Seagal. Fred Tatishvili. Yes, that he's literally in everything. He is like any video game credits, any movie. Uh, it's his name. I love shows Fred. It
2: everywhere. I love Fred. I'll be I'll be um. appearing with Fred this weekend at LA Comic Con or Comic Con LA. What are we What are we calling it now? I think it's LA. I
3: think it's LA Comic Con. LA Comic
2: Con. Um, uh, we're doing like a, a whose voice is it anyway? It's a. Oh. It'll oh. be an improv voiceover show. So Freddie and and Fred is Fred. I play Yosemite Sam. Uh, probably 90% of the time since Mel died and then I actually took a step back for the character for this new uh, Looney Tunes show because it was really starting to, you know, mm-hmm. rip my voice to shreds mm-hmm. and there was no way that uh, they, could, com- they we could, we couldn't make any compromises. Uh, I was asking to record before the weekend so I could recover. They couldn't accommodate me on that, I understand. So, Freddie took over the part of Yosemite Sam's so we actually like to do a little dueling Yosemite <laughs> Sam's this weekend. So, Fred Chattershore, yeah, great, great voice mm-hmm. talent.
1: I was just saying that his father used to produce the night show it's I don't know I, if anyone's takeaway I think from the show should be is give some respect to your fellow voice actors they are they're worthy of your time mm-hmm. <laughs> they're
2: given if we do have low self <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, thank you so much for like coming on. Oh, thanks for show. having yeah. me, man. I mean, it's, know,
2: this has been fun. It's been a
0: pure, I've forgotten for us. at
2: various times that we're actually doing something for cameras, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just been a great conversation. So thanks for having yeah. me. on. Yeah. thanks yeah. for Anyone coming in. in. Yes,
3: yeah. This has Thank been you. fun. Yeah. Look how big he's smiling. He's known as the grumpy one, but look how big he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his teeth. That never happens. I've <laughs> <laughs> i
1: I've, I've worked, uh, my first job in Hollywood was working in television, and it was, a lot of it was booking talent and like, Actors and stuff for um, for a TV show to be a guest star. I only ever get giddy around voice actors because I think I I have a, a an affinity for them because it's there's just something about it that just feels so much more pure. So I, was, I love I love your work. I love what you do Thank and like you. It's it's always amazing when I think I think I here, think yeah.
2: because you know you you Jeez. met me as a child and I think that's true of most of the most of yeah. the young adults I meet now. You know you know the, the, they encountered me in your childhood in their childhood and that's when. Magic's possible. And, you know, when, like for me, the very first voice actor I ever met was Paul Souls. Who's Paul Souls, you say? He was the original Spider-Man in the 1966 Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And I did an industrial show with him in like 1979. I was just, as I said, just starting out, and I was doing, you know, stage and on-camera acting at the time. And we did this show for Jaguar. It was the Jaguar sales meeting. Uh, at a resort in northern Ontario, and we were being paid I mean, it was the most money I'd ever seen for any one thing in my life. And Paul uh, was a, an established Canadian character actor, and I'm doing I'm like five days into the rehearsals with him, and I go, "What else have you done?" And he goes, "Well, I was the voice of Spider-Man." Now this guy looks like an accountant, <laughs> and then I go, "No, you weren't." He goes, "Walloping web snappers!" I've got to go see J. Jonah Jameson, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> Because I connected with him when I was eight, yeah. so and you connected with me when you were eight, yeah. and and so that's that's the that's that magic time, and so that's that it's a it's a it's a deeper bond. Yeah, thank you for being magic. Bye. <laughs> You're welcome. There's supposed <laughs> to be Insert a Insert something there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, stay yeah. perfectly still. <laughs> <laughs> put put a like a pack of smarties there. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian <laughs> smarties, I was gonna the good ones. That's right. That's
0: right. Um. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Yeah. We have a, a quick plug for something of ours. We're just going to roll in here. Oh. Uh, we have a sketch comedy show coming out, and the trailer dropped today on Tuesday. So let's roll the trailer. Take it away, toys. Welcome, Tom.
3: Thanks, Kenneth. I hope you're enjoying some of the dancing we're seeing here tonight. <laughs> Look at this. That patty was my best friend! Is the horse a pedophile? The heart of Davy Jones. What in tarnation's oh, going on? No. Obviously you're the alien. You can barely move your bodies. No. I love you,
0: crap. Wow! Way back in, Coach. I can still play. Sorry about your bloody pain. This yes. D was right. I'm gonna die. I'll be in my dressing room, popping ludes and watching Cool Runnings too. We are
3: canceling the
2: apocalypse.
3: Now let's
0: jerk that monster off. Oh,
3: whoa. I'm sorry. What, what are we
0: doing? What the fuck is going on? Number one, step forward and say the line.
3: So you know how you have like we'll that down. magic. That's what <laughs> <laughs> we
2: have to. There's trauma. a magical time when you connect yeah. with people. Like we're you, gonna, like, uh, when, your, when your Schwanz is being yeah, completely pixelated you out. You
0: influence yeah. kids a lot when their brains were very formative yes. and just you know we were absorbing same. it.
3: All. When we're you know maybe when we're a little bit older, people yeah. are going to come to us and knock us yeah. out. I, I saying, remember Why that do you day. Have caused yeah. me so much pain. Yes. <laughs> that's the
0: trailer for Arizona Circle coming October 23rd. That's a full season yeah. of it, seven
3: episodes. That's neat. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. not. It's all coming out at once, or
3: no, probably? weekly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some
1: live in a binge age. I know so some people are like not yeah. like
3: Disenchantment season two,
2: which dropped <laughs> ten episodes, ten episodes. Yeah. right into your time. TV. <laughs> <laughs> and pick up Rob Paulson's book. I mentioned oh, yeah. it a lot. <laughs> Voice
0: lessons. Well, thanks so much, worries. We're gonna no, be at the, we're
2: gonna be at the Grove. Let me just say that uh, Rob and I are both gonna be at the Grove along with other celebrity guests. Uh, October sixteenth at the Barnes and Noble. Cool, so a week from today, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, cool. cool, awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming in. You bet. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This was great. Bye.